Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey fam, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mile podcast. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I want to dive right in today because I've got a lot to share with you about decision fatigue, because this is something that's actually been plaguing me lately. And I know this affects everyone, but if you're like me and you're a mom to small children or any age kids for that matter, you know that the decisions you make become tenfold once you have kids and it can be entirely overwhelming. When I even try to articulate this to my mom, like sometimes what I feel stressed or overwhelmed or exhausted by, she has a really hard time understanding where I'm coming from because back in the day, as her generation would reference it, there was just simply less to be overwhelmed by. Not to say parenting was easy ever, but there was no seeing how other people did it by the way of social media. And there wasn't this constant demand to be your household's nutritionist, doctor, educator, financial planner, and all the other hats. In many ways, things were just much more simple. And for better or for worse, I think people trusted information and professional guidance a lot easier back then. There wasn't this need to be looking up every single ingredient in your kid's food, in their medicine, or make heavy decisions like weighing the cost benefit of homeschool. And those are just some of the bigger topics, never mind comparing all of these baby products that are out there now and kid devices and carriers and strollers and breast pumps and monitors. And oh my God, the list just goes on and on and on. And with so many options for every single item you're considering, it's no wonder modern parents feel so confused and overwhelmed. But as I mentioned, this is not exclusive. This episode is not exclusive to being a parent. You don't need to be a parent to fall victim of decision fatigue in our age of 
overstimulation, overinformation, marketing giants, and the desire for instant gratification. Even the smallest decisions can feel completely overwhelming. So the term decision fatigue was first coined by social psychologist Dr. Roy Baumeister. And it simply means that the more decisions we make, the more difficult making our next decision becomes. So he discovered that humans have a finite amount of willpower, and that willpower wears away as we make decisions throughout the day. And for most people, this starts the second they become conscious for the day and contemplate their first decision upon the alarm going off. Do I hit snooze or do I get out of bed? And from there, our mental battery begins to deplete one decision at a time. And the less you prepare, the more you will need to make decisions last minute. Like, what should I wear today? Should I pack my lunch or should I buy it? Do I have time to get gas on the way to work or should I get it on the way home? Do I have time to make the bed quickly before I leave? These may sound like really trivial decisions. And sure, they are in relation to a lot bigger issues that take our focus and energy. But they are nonetheless decisions your brain is needing to make. By the end of the day, your mental battery is low or drained, which is why it makes it so easy to grab takeout for dinner or junk food or comfort food if you don't have food prepared. Or you take your work clothes off at the end of the day and you add them to the pile at the foot of the bed or thrown on the chair in your room and you leave the dishes in the sink instead of cleaning up at the end of the night to start fresh the next day. Your brain wants to take the path of least resistance when it gets fatigued, which usually results in clutter, which is why small tasks feel daunting and overwhelming when they go undone for too long. And it perpetuates this cycle of decision fatigue when you're constantly deciding about things like, should I actually sort through that pile of mail finally? And then you don't. And then it goes another day as an open tab in your brain. So how do we help ourselves when it comes to this brain stress and decision fatigue? I read once that everything in your environment competes for your energy and attention. As someone who cannot function with a cluttered environment, I felt this in my bones. When my house is a disaster and all I can see are the things that need to be addressed, I just can't relax. I can't play. And I'm not saying that my house needs to be in perfect condition all the time. Our home is definitely lived in, but like, I can't let it go. I can't let it linger for days without a reset and just go on. Like I'm not having a mini panic attack inside. Do you feel me on this at all? Or is this just me? So my first piece of advice to you is reduce the clutter. Reduce the clutter by getting rid of things you truly do not need or do not want and reduce it by making sure everything has a home and I'm doing air quotes in front of home. Make sure that everything has a home to be put into. So what I mean by that is a home can look like baskets, drawers, plates, dividers, cubbies, This is the easiest way to know where to put things and when things are out of place. So let's say, for example, if your family takes their shoes off at the front door, the shoes need to get a basket or some sort of shoe storage where they aren't just strewn about. They need they need to live somewhere. Okay, so they need a basket 
So if the shoes are outside of the basket, this means they are out of place. They go inside the basket, not just in a general area where they are laid about. Or if your kids have a corner of the living room where some of their toys or their books live, they don't just get piled in the corner at the end of the night. Give them a place to live. Get a basket or a bin, and that way you can easily put things in and take out of, and also it makes things a lot easier to move. And you can do this down to your drawers. You've probably heard me say this a million times. One of my strongest and favorite habits is making my bed every morning. I love starting my day getting something productive done. And I love the mental clarity I feel when I walk into a tidied room And I love slipping into a made bed every night. I live for my cozy earth bed sheets. They are high quality and luxurious from the way that they look to the way that they feel. If you're looking to do some spring cleaning around the house, or if you want to get mom the best gift for Mother's Day this year, look no further than cozy earth. They make everything from luxurious loungewear to incredibly soft bedding. And great news. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners. You can get 35% off site-wide when you use the code MINDSETMILE. Enjoy! A drawer might seem like a place for something to live, which, yes, it is. But tell me an unorganized junk drawer doesn't stress you out, especially if this is something that you're opening multiple times a day to get pens or tape or a tape measure or stamps, or this is where you keep your checkbook or your scissors. Okay. Even in our junk drawer or catch all drawer, I have little dividers or cases for things to live. So the, the scissors and the, the maybe tools that we use kind of frequently around the house, like a screwdriver, they all have a little area in the drawer to live. I don't just throw them in there with everything pens and pencils and markers. They each have divided little areas so we can easily grab them and you're not constantly searching for something that's right there but still is eating up your brain space to try to sort through. And even still, that drawer with its organization is going to get organized naturally after a while. But that's what's great about having even a loose system for housing items is that it takes much less time to clean and organize than if you didn't. Okay, so everything needs to have a home and that is how you identify if something is out of place. My tip number two is minimize your wardrobe. I love fashion and I love clothes, but honestly, I think I wear the same three to five staple outfits like 90% of the time. Over the years, it's made me really like having this less is more approach to my closet. I can't stand looking through the same tops or items of clothing I haven't worn in forever, only to think about if and when I'll wear them again. Listen, if you haven't worn something in a year, it's time to get rid of it. There are special occasion clothing, and obviously those things don't get much use, and they do have their place in your wardrobe. But be realistic with what you're going to wear again. Stop holding on to things in case of a themed party that you still haven't gone to in eight years. Just get rid of the thing. If you need it again, you can find it again. 
But a more capsule-sized wardrobe is going to eliminate a ton of mental stress. Trust me on this. You're not going to contemplate, what do I wear today? When you know your staples are there and you have a few quality pieces that you can easily interchange. Okay, next, you've probably heard me talk about this before, but reduce the size of your to-do list to three things that need to get done in your day. I know that doesn't mean there are only three things that need to get done, but mentally you're going to have a lot more energy and clarity when you can see and are focusing on actually accomplishing three things per day as opposed to trying to tackle a never ending to-do list or getting a lot of things halfway done. We wanna eliminate the open tabs in your brain. If you haven't tried this yet, do yourself a favor and write a list tonight of the three things that you need to get done tomorrow and see how good it feels to eliminate the mental drain looking and thinking about a longer list. Next, how daunting is the decision of what you're going to eat at the end of the day when you don't have anything planned? You go back and forth with your partner or your husband or your wife and nobody's in the mood for anything or feels like making anything. So you just end up eating whatever or ordering takeout. Again, this might seem harmless, but not having a grip on your main meals is incredibly draining or not having food prepped is draining. If this is something that you've been wanting to do for a while, trust me, Spend a little bit of time picking recipes and easy things for you to go to when you don't have a lot of time and don't want to get super creative because you're not only having to decide what to eat at the end of a long day, you're needing to figure out what you need to make said meal If you should just make it or if you should Grubhub some food or if you should even be spending money on eating out again, you need a few simple options that you can go to when you don't have food ready. And I put an episode out not too long ago about setting yourself up with meal prepping. So if you want more details on that, go back and check out episode 91. Lastly, I want to suggest doing a major social media audit. I love social media for the connection and digestible access to information and the inspiration that we can get from following people and and certain brands. But let me tell you, following too much of the same content is exhausting. How many meme accounts are you following? How many fashion bloggers are you following? How many parenting pages, nutrition pages? I mean, Think about the information overload that you are scrolling past. And maybe you think that you're just scrolling, but your mind is taking all of this in. And when you have too much of the same information, a confused mind shuts down. While these accounts might be sharing good and relative information, are you doing anything with it? Or are you just feeling overwhelmed with the overlap of similar information and not knowing which is actually best for you, right? Like, okay, I I'm follow these fashion bloggers because I like their style. Now they're all posting about jean shorts for summer. Well, do I get these jeans or do I get these ones? Do I get the, this set of shorts or do I get this one? I don't, these are a little cheaper, but I like the way these look. Oh my gosh, you guys, the decisions down to like the clothes we buy are overwhelming when we have too many options. So I want to encourage you to do a social media audit. I promise you 
it is okay to let certain things go on social media. You won't miss it and you will appreciate having a less is more approach to the information that you are absorbing so many minutes and so many hours a day and a week that you spend online. So I hope this helps you with your decision fatigue. I know how overwhelming it can be and not, not really knowing how to get a grip on it is daunting in and of itself. So if this episode spoke to you, please send it to someone who needs this information and share it on your social media channels. Tag me in it so I can see what episodes are speaking to you. And of course, hashtag mindset mile. I love seeing your beautiful faces. I will see you next week. And until then, make it a great day.